to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Welcome, everybody. This is Man Up. Man Up podcast number 144. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Wherever you are, you better stay put because the COVID-19 is going to come and get you. So, so we're glad you're here. Podcasts are safe. We deem this a safe space. So... Fine Texas, east side, southeast side of Texas is Houston, better known as H-Town. And southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we are. And we know that there is this huge uh, virus pandemic that's going around, and we're going to address that. And it's amazing how God works because this particular lesson is... A leper and the touch of Jesus. And what we do here at Man Up, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. Each of us are on this faith journey. And we've been doing this, this is, this is our third year, uh, almost done with our third year that we've been doing this. And and, and you, you can't have these kind of discussions with just anybody anymore. And that's why we're glad you've joined us. And now you can find us either on iHeartRadio Apple Podcasts, uh, we're also, all of our podcasts are archived on SoundCloud, we're at uh, Man-Up on Facebook, as well as we have a website, which is at Man-UpSpiritualOasis.com. You can go ahead and post comments or ask us questions, and we will be more than happy to go ahead and to uh, to answer them or or certainly maybe even muddy the water. <laughs> but what we do here is uh, we have the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship, commonly known as the Sunday School Class, where it's men only. And what we do is we have a scripture lesson, and as men, we update it and we also apply it to our own lives. And that's what we do here with this podcast. We have a uh a panel discussion with some great guys, and each of them are a little bit different. My name is Bill Cox, and I'm the host. I'm also the director of Man Up. I'm basically a contractor. I've been a writer, an actor, and a DJ, so uh, I have a little different personality than the rest of the guys here. And I'm going to go ahead and I will introduce the panel here in just a moment, but each of you out there might identify with one or the other. And that is what it, this is all about. And what we do, just to give you a little uh, idea of our format, is first of all, we go through and each of the, each of the panelists gets to talk a, a basic overview of this particular lesson because we understand that men are busy and there, there are things that are going on with their lives. And so some of these lessons eh, may, may not speak to you or something. 
but others you may want to listen to over and over again. That's why we make sure that they're archived on SoundCloud so you can go back and listen to them because we use different texts at different times. So you can pick out some of, some of your favorites and some that might apply to you more than others. We are, this particular uh, lesson is taken from the Connect 360 and it's miracles and this is, uh, this is from Matthew, but because we have grown as a group, we've also created Man Up Media, and one of our staff members made a video, and, and I know this is audio, so it's, it's not going to be necessarily easy, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read this, and this is about the inequalities, and this is one of the things that we are going to attack here with our new program that we're rolling out with Men Matters. And I had no idea that these statistics were what they were, but men are continually getting bombarded, and, and they literally need help. Because there's two things that are really going on that's shortening the age of mortality for men. It's death by despair and suicide by neglect. Death by despair. Something bad happens to the man. Divorce, financial issues, family issues, that kind of thing. Bring them into despair, drug abuse, homelessness. They can't get out of it. And then also suicide might neglect. And I know for a fact there's men out there that have just worked themselves because they felt driven and wanted to take care of their families so much that they literally just died on the job. And that has decreased the age of mortality. And it's only getting worse for men. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, this is just a short little video. We have it on our website. We also have it on our Facebook page. And I invite you to go ahead and to watch it. And I'll just narrate it as it happens. And Bill, you can go right to our, our podcast by Googling it. Open the internet, go to, go to Google, and type in Man Up Spiritual Oasis, and you'll find us. It's that easy. Then what? Yeah, I've never done it. Oh, I have. I never have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the links are for. You see us in a serious pose. And funny. Inequalities, and it's only getting worse. For every hundred women who are homeless, there are 154 men. For every 100 women who abuse drugs and alcohol, there's 180 men. For every 100 women who die of opioid abuse, there are 212 men. For every 100 women who commit suicide, there are 293 men. For every 100 women who die of homicide, there are 648 men. For every 100 women 
who are in a correctional facility. There are 1,000 men. And for every 100 women who die on the job, there are 1,294 men. Life expectancy for men is five years less than women. We feel that men matter. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. This is the Man Men Matters program, Working for Change, and that's sponsored by Man Up Media. And so we hope that you go ahead and... Uh, you take a couple of minutes out of your time and go view that video itself. The staff did an awesome job and it really hits home. But that is the underlying theme of what we want to do here at Man Up. And with our new uh, title, Men Do Matter. So, and if I could, Bill, um, encourage everybody to also go out to our website, manup-spiritualoasis.com. And you can also read a blog post that Steve and Bill wrote that basically goes a little more into detail on some of this and what they talked about. It's a really good article, really some in-depth pieces. And they kind of, you, you guys kind of did a really good job of talking about the portrayals of men and how, we're all, and how men today are viewed, you know, if you're a minority, you're a criminal or a gangster or a thug. If you're a rural farmer, you're an ignorant, gun-toting redneck that doesn't need anything. If you're a suburban dad, you're just incompetent, and you need the wife to come behind you and fix everything. Maybe true on occasion, but... And if you're a small business owner or a guy who wants to succeed, so you inherit, so you push yourself and do more, you know, and if you're a small business owner, oftentimes you are the lifeblood of a small community because you employ people and you bring economic growth to that community. And if you're one of those, the media portrays you as greedy and selfish and doesn't care about you or anything. And so, you know, that's one of the things we're going to start addressing is some of those kind of portrayals because when you look at that versus what we know authentic manhood is, and that's manhood through Christ, there really is a dichotomy between that and this is part of the reason men are suffering so bad as you said it's a death by death by neglect right. because guys have so many mixed messages they don't know where to turn and so they, they sit in, tune in and tune out all at the same time and so all that competitive energy that we have as guys that's kind of natural, it gets channeled into unhealthy places. Are you saying because that, of that this stuff that you're talking about now, Robert and Bill, is confuses a man's purpose in life if he it doesn't does. have oh, Christ at, as his... At, at, well, well, right, right, well put. And I just want to <laughs> encourage everybody really out there to read that article that Steve and I wrote. Because it's great. And the great part about it that was written <laughs> was all Steve. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. He, he was awesome. It's he great. So, And with that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel uh, that we have here. And uh, he's a Cajun. And he's also a, our class deacon, 
Mr. Caltrain is here. Don't hold either against me. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> he can't do anything without an attorney, and uh, he just really washed can. his hands, so we let him in the door. <laughs> and uh, he's a prosecutor, uh, so he could defend you or throw the book at you. It just depends on how he feels. That's uh, Michael Cropper. We Hi, call him the judge. He's hello, here. Hello. And uh, back again uh, after having a little leaking problem uh, with his car. Uh, <laughs> it's the professor. He is a world-class trainer for a Fortune 100 company, not one of those sissy Fortune 500 companies. So it's uh, Professor Koshu is back. And my name is Bill Cox. And uh, going to go around the room. And what we're talking about, this is from uh, Matthew 8. One through four is going to be our uh, our focus text, and this is uh, a leper and the touch of Jesus. And uh, start with uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, I, you know I like to present the background of these lessons, so I'm that's why I called on you that. first. You know, that. history lesson time. Folks, we are looking at Matthew, and it is just a phenomenal book. It is packed, packed, packed with information. The first part Matthew has to do with the lineage of, of Jesus Christ coming through King David and through uh, Joseph as a descendant of King David. Uh, if you, that's chapter 1. Chapter 2, folks, is about the birth of Jesus. He's born in Bethlehem in Judea. And um, the wise men come looking for him. And they go to Herod and tell Herod that there's going to be a king born, and that creates a disturbance with Herod. And uh, he tells them to come back and tell him where... Christ, in fact, is located if they find him. And when they leave, uh, the star in the east guides them to the birth and the birthplace of Jesus. And, uh, and they are warned not to go back and see Herod. And Herod, in turn, figures out that they're not going to come back to see him. So he decides to reciprocate or, or uh, go after where this birthplace might be of the children. And in the meantime, uh, the Lord gives a vision to Joseph, and he takes his family, and they move out to Egypt. And after that, shortly after that, Herod has all these babies killed that are in uh, Bethlehem and the locations round about Bethlehem. And I know all of you, if you've read any of the Bible or gone to church at all, you'll remember these, these things I'm telling you. <clears throat> pardon me. After that, they move to Nazareth. Uh, Jesus, pardon me. Joseph, after Herod dies, uh, uh, a vision comes to Joseph and tells him he can go back because Herod is dead. And then he proceeds to go back to, uh, to Naz uh, Bethlehem, wherever they were. And another vision comes and says, Herod's son has taken over in Judea and he is now ruling. So they go uh, uh, change locations and go to Nazareth to live and to raise their child. And then you have a very short scripture there at the end of chapter three, pardon me, at the end of chapter two, and it's and it states that they came and dwell in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the prophets. He, Jesus, shall be called a Nazarene. After that, John the Baptist appears, and you remember who John Baptist is. He is the forerunner or foreteller of Jesus, which the Holy Spirit sent to proclaim the gospel and preach that a Messiah would come. And John preaches, and Jesus goes to him. In other words, we, we have this period of time you don't see anything in Matthew. And he's raised, apparently, with his dad, does some carpentry, whatever he does, and then he starts his ministry. And the beginning of his ministry is to come and get baptized by John the Baptist. 
And indeed, uh, John the Baptist complains, but he does go ahead and baptize Jesus. He says, I'm not worthy to baptize you, but, but Jesus said, you must. It's, it, it will fulfill the scriptures. After that, Jesus is led into the wilderness. This is our first lesson we talked about two weeks ago. Right, right, and right. And he goes through the three temptations, um, uh, the, the trial by the, the Holy Spirit. He's led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. We went through those uh, very extensively. And then at the very end of the temptations, after he successfully completes those, and he tells Satan to leave, the angels come and minister to him. And after that, he begins his ministry. He begins to preach in all the synagogues round about where he is. And he heals many, many, many people. And then 5, 6, and 7 are about the sermons on the mount. He goes up on the mountain. So many people come to him because he's healing so many people. And he's teaching such different things. He goes up on a mountain and preaches uh, to the people. And for three chapters you have, they're just some phenomenal, phenomenal teaching. And the first part of chapter 5 has, to me, has to do with today's lesson. Because the first scriptures in chapter 5, where he begins teaching on the, the Sermon on the Mount, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are they who, they who mourn, blessed are the meek, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness, Blessed are the merciful. And then in verse 11 he says, Blessed are you when you revile and you are persecuted, and you say all kinds of evil, and all sorts of evil is spoken against you. And it reminds me of the day of the lesson that Bill has just talked about. We are going to be looking at the leper. And uh, uh, because he is, they back then are very reviled, and they are very, very despised group of people. Right. Kyle, you can go about a thousand different directions from that one little thing, couldn't right, you? Right, <laughs> right. And, and I, I've been going back and forth as to which way to start with. Um, I'll go this way. So, you know, when we're talking leprosy, you know, back then, um, that could be almost anything. You know, right now today, well, not right now. After you finish listening to this, go turn on the TV and tell me how long it takes to see a commercial on psoriasis. It's a skin condition. Right. And if you don't know what it is, oh, what in the... Right. You got white, scaly-looking... I don't know what that is. That scares me. Is that contagious? You know, uh, that kind of a thing. Anything typically that is different attracts the human curiosity. Now some of it's the morbid curiosity and it's the the opposite side which I'm sure in that day and age they don't have the technology, the medical advances that we know what some of these things are. Oh, that's not contagious. You can cure that or keep it at bay with a simple cream or a medication. But back in that day I can only imagine where their minds went when you saw anybody that was just physically different. That could have even been to the skin color. We don't know how much they understood. You know, I think so much less there, but if it was true leprosy, where it's eating it flesh and bone and changing the physical appearance of a body. Right. Professor. Interesting, Kyle brought that up. So. I'm doing one of the on one of the apps we recommend, Bible Gateway, um, where you can go find your scripture and then get various 
translations of it pretty instantly. They also have some reading plans you can sign up for, and I signed up to do the Bible through the year. Historically, though, so I literally, over the past several weeks, have been reading Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. That was rough, but I really had a sense of, that I never really had before, of the Jewish law and how it applied. And as Kyle said, if this was a skin disease that made you look separate or different, you literally were thrown out of camp and had to follow along. And you were totally ostracized. And if you want to look, if you want a funny look, I was at, two weeks ago, back before COVID-19 got super big, um, it was kind of kicking off. I was at a augmented reality, virtual reality, industrial forum with people from all over the nation, and I caught a sneezing fit in the middle of the conference. You talk about getting some stares. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You know? I believe that. So, yeah, I, I, there's going to be some real application to, look, to this lesson for today, I think, as we look at it. Yeah, you know, uh, that's one thing I really like about this group, uh, the different uh, interpretations that everybody has. Uh, The way I kind of looked at this lesson, and I'm going to read the scripture here in just a moment, is when I look back at my own life, um, I've heard this story many times. But as I get older, it it means different things to me than it did when I was a teenager or in my 20s or whatever. And I look back at my life, and there's times when then I was the leper in the story. But there's also times when I was Jesus in the story, having mercy on people. I mean, there, you know, there's different instances where you see yourself in, in the different position. And, and as I read that story, I'll bet you can think of situations where, where you are one or the other. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read uh, Matthew 8 number one through four. And like Mike said, this is right after the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus was coming down. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. (coughs) And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go, show yourself to the priest, and present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. They're talking about uh, this particular book, uh, said that leprosy, this particular case, they felt was uh, like Hansen's disease, which is a chronic illness of, by the bacteria, which infects the nervous system, eyes, skin, and mucous membranes. Mm-hmm. Uh, slowly multiplies sim- uh, symptoms can take six months to 40 years to appear. Although 95% of the adults are immune, the disease is transmitted primarily through coughing, sneezing, and close contact with untreated individuals, chimpanzees, uh, monkeys, and nine banded armadillos. Yeah. And I learned that 
when I went to the museum and they had the stuffed animals of Texas in the uh, area and and the taxidermist was outstanding and had deer and had all sorts of stuff. The armadillo was old and nasty looking and I asked the curator you couldn't get a better armadillo? I mean he's just trying to joking and he said if you'll notice that the vast majority of stuffed armadillos are very old because they didn't realize it caused leprosy. It could it, armadillos are a carrier of it. Yep. Right. And that's why you don't see contemporary. You don't see young. You don't see young, newly stuffed armadillos. Oh, so they've kept the old ones around. They kept the if you see one, typically it's old. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to chance it. That's correct. Nobody wants to chance it. Well, you brought this up, and you mentioned earlier the coronavirus. One thing that stands out to me here is that. When you've got leprosy, you can see it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the coronavirus, all of you know now, uh, uh, the rodeo was closed today. They announced it. They I know. The He's still livestock um, rodeo. There, there the is world. a, uh, what were you saying? when there's such a great fear, what do you call that, a pandemic? Pandemic, Pro yeah. Right. Pandemic, right? There is such a great fear with the coronavirus. Uh, of course, folks, 100 years ago, you wouldn't have had it because you didn't have such communication with the news media, right. TV, and the internet, and everything like that. Uh, it was newspaper, right? The, the, but today, we can learn instantly if some doctor states that this, is, this could be widespread tomorrow, the next week, and everything. And there is a great fear with the human language, the way they present these things, and the way they present and uh, uh, want to grab our attention. It's sensationalism. Uh, now, could it be that real and could it be that serious? Yes, it could be. But as of right now, Robert quoted to us right before we started the podcast how minute the disease right now is being carried, how, how few people are, have been recognized to have it. It, and, it, it and sounds like a large number until you look at it as a percentage of overall. And saying this, um, I'm not. I'm not totally oblivious to the whole thing. So, my older son. Just so I'd be clear, my older son does not live with us. He lives in his own place. Uh, my wife, my younger son, is still living at home because he's fixing to transition to out of state for another job. And so he didn't want to spend money on rent. So he was like, "Can I stay with y'all six months?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. Um, and I told my older. I told my older son, and then texted the whole family today that. The two of us need to stay separate from each other. Now, par partially is because um, I have an 87-year-old mom who's in an independent living facility that we go and have to do things for, and so I'm trying not. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to keep her protected. Right. You know, which is the one group who, if you look at it, it's the one group that is susceptible. Yeah. So, but it, but it, it you know, you're right. But it, it's, it's on. A level that what I wanted to kind of get into a little bit, and it kind of goes from where Kyle went, was the social ostracization that these guys had. Yes. The, these guys, if you had leprosy back then, you were totally out in the woods, in the desert. Um, it talks about them living among the tombs. 
Uh, Mother Teresa was known for working with the leper colony in India. The and untouchables. That's how she got started, yeah. Yes. Because they could not, no one would go near them and no one would minister to them. And nobody would bury them. Yeah, yeah. And that was their, right, right. That's severe. And so. Robert made the comment, you're you're all but dead if you had leprosy. In the Middle Ages, I have a quote in some of the commentaries from, from our passage that we're looking at. A priest would don his stole and take his crucifix and he would take the man, I don't know why he'd take him into the church, but they'd take him into the church and read the burial service over him. For all human purposes, the man was dead if he had the disease, leprosy. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. That was that bad. serious. And then the, the rabbis, I see your hand going up there, Bill, but it was often treated uh, as a judgment of God. Once again, that's one of those mysterious things where we, we looked this man or his family must have sinned a great sin because he has leprosy. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take the hard break. This is Man Up. Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 144, and we will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And this is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We're so glad you're here. And this is couldn't be, and that was was Cropper. So uh, we're going to quarantine him here uh, after the podcast. You're right. Uh, We're we're in Matthew, uh, and this particular lesson that we're talking about, a leper and the touch of Jesus. And how appropriate for this point in time when we're going through the coronavirus and really uh, the growth of the pandemic because obviously it hasn't peaked yet. And, and one thing that, I, that I, I think is really great about this particular podcast, what we try to do is we try to put the men's spin on it. And the, what I mean by about the man's spin is this. Each and every one of you and us, we're leaders. We're leaders of our families, of our church, of our work environment, of our neighborhood. And it's times of crisis when they look to the leaders for answers. And I want to encourage each and every one of you to think about the answers that you are giving people when they ask you about this. I personally, I think a person needs to be, of course, exercise due diligence, but don't let it ruin your day. And there's so many people that are 
just watching 24-7, Corona 24-7, and it's like it's the media's Super Bowl, and they get excited as each number ticks up. And the, <laughs> the point of it is, and like what we've heard today, is that they've got it down to the point to where the mortality is typically the older individuals. 98% of the people recover from it. And there's more and more people that, are, that get it that recover from it. The, the people that are most vulnerable to it are older individuals. So as we're, as we're getting into this pandemic, we're learning more and more about it. And so the scare, uh, you're, you're not as scared of something the more you know it. The more you know about it, the less scary it is. And that's what I want to encourage each and every one of you out there and, and you guys here. And, and let's talk about this. The due diligence and be and absolutely be cautious, but don't let it run your life. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I, I made the comment earlier. The only reason we did anything special in our family is because I do. If you look at the statistics that you've looked at, the one group that it looks very bad for <coughs> is seniors, is older people, particularly if they have underlying conditions, and really also if they're in a facility. Uh, most of the deaths in Washington State have occurred up in a facility. And so we made a decision that someone's got to be able to go take care of my mom. So we've got two separate households here in Houston. So mm -hmm. let's just stay away from each other in that way. If one of us gets exposed the other one can still go but it's not you know that's just a, a simple and like you said bill it's a simple precaution it's not living in fear and no i did not go out and buy three cases of toilet paper <laughs> and six I mean, it's made in china <laughs> right and six cases of hand sanitizer and all right. that but it, but it, it's one of those but it's also i think it's also and i think this is the biggest thing and Davy touched on it, Pastor Davy, our uh, education minister, touched on it in his sermon on Sunday. It's God's in control, guys. <laughs> you know what? Out of all of this, you know, the stock market closing, the try, I'm trying to figure out how to do my bracket now that the basketball tournament's going to be played without fans without in the stands. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where's the energy? Uh, I'm, be? I'm, yeah. I'm depressed because I was supposed to go to the rodeo on Sunday. But you know what? And all of, at the end of the day, God's in control. Right. And I think the message is that, that he's there, he's in control, and he's got a way forward for all of us. And sometimes it's not apparent, but it's a good time for us to sit down, you know, and take a look. If you get, if you get quarantined to your house, spend some time focusing in because... My bet is the internet's not going to work because everyone's going to be on it all at once. <laughs> so, right, right, right. But it's not going to handle the bandwidth. Yeah, the bandwidth is going to be an issue at some right, point, right. i got a feeling. Yeah, what you're saying has to do a lot with leprosy also. If you Right now it's not in our country, but it, there's still a lot of cases in India. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, India is. And what I read, and uh, they're still in the, and, and it's the, the lower income countries, 
that cannot provide the protection to their people where it's still being passed. And it says it can be passed through colds and such in contact, just like the coronavirus. So Bill's practical recommendations and Robert's practical recommendations is, in other words, you, you drive a car, don't go out and run in front of them and say, Holy Spirit, protect me. You actually do wash your hands, avoid people who might be coughing a lot like Cropper. Right, right. <laughs> but Cropper has had uh, allergies ever since he was knee-high to a to a, uh, a dog. But anyway, every once in a while he's coughed. If you go back through all our podcasts, Podcasts, folks, you will probably hear me cough once or twice in all of them. It's my distinct uh, uh, stay up call, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming back to this, uh, yeah, the, the point is, 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 yes, take your normal precautions that you would if you were worried about the flu. Uh, if you uh, do come in contact with the possibility of, of somebody having it, and by the way, just so you know, folks, I, I pulled up a. Uh, uh, a screen here on my computer, and it says the t- total cor- coronavirus cases now reported in the Houston area are 14, and that's out of 4 million people, right? Approximately right. 4 million Got people. That. So it's not something to just have fear and let it control your life, like Bill and Robert said. Use wisdom, go on, enjoy your life, don't stop enjoying life or living. Or, or eating your favorite pie, whatever it is, but just just use common sense and wisdom as you would if you were around a family member that had a, a flu, something like that. So you know, a couple things on. Uh, I said that I, there was a couple things I didn't know which way to lead in on. Uh, when we when we talk about this and we we talk about leprosy and all of that, um, when I became a deacon uh, back in 2014, I think it was. <clears throat> I was given a book, you know, the deacon book thing. Your wife, you're, oh yeah. Your wife's got one there, Bill. And um, back then, I looked. I got a new one the other day, and it didn't have it in there. I was kind of disappointed. And it was the list of the uh, gifts of the spirit, spiritual gifts, right? Your spiritual gifts, exactly. And it had kind of a ranking thing that you'd go out and fill out as a personal kind of a personal checklist thing. And uh, so I went through them, and you know, you've got wisdom, knowledge, faith, miracles, prophecy, uh, distinguishing spirits, tongues, interpretation, helping, administration, mm-hmm. and healing. And healing, on the side of that one, I said, I wish I had this one. Because I'm sorry, that's one of the coolest of the miracles. I agree. Is to be able to walk up and Jesus just go, I will it. I am willing to heal you. Boom, and it's done. You know, now we've all seen the, you know, TV evangelist thing and, oh, you're healed in the name of Jesus and slams him to the ground and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about because Jesus' thing didn't really need or he didn't want all the glamour involved with it. It was for saving that soul. You know, of course, it's to teach us a lesson on the back end. Um, you know, uh, but that healing part was always the one that I thought was just the coolest of all of that list. The second part of that is, you know, I was just saying that Jesus wasn't in, in it for the glamour and all of that. And, of course, he didn't make the guy come up to him. But it says that he was in a large crowd when he came down from the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
See that you tell no one. Okay, in this day and age, it would have been on 9,000 video cameras, meaning your cell phone. Tell right. no one. Good point. Good He's point. in a crowd. And, and then he tells him to go tell the priest. So make sure and tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest. Right. Yeah. But isn't that telling the priest? So, uh, you know, again, I, I'm that one that I just don't understand right. a lot of what I read. That's why I rely on Mike and Robert and, you know, sometimes Bill. He's just got great oh, ideas. Yeah. And, and certainly Steve, when he's here, you know, for that biblical aspect of it. Of, uh, how does that play? Just tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest. But, you know, one thing about healing, one thing about healing, though, is I feel that you are you are a healing being and we are as a group we are out there trying to heal men that are going through depression and suicide by neglect and are having are are having problems that are that are bad the alcoholism the opioid abuse i mean Things that are very bad that men are going through, and that's a big part not only of this podcast and the encouraging ministry that we have, mm-hmm. but what we're going to be going forward with with our Men Matters and with all the other ministries that we're going to be highlighting that are out there and trying to do the same thing, give men, give men meaning in their life. So they'll want to go on and continue on. I think that's a huge point of healing. You asked a question there, and I'm not sure I can address it. I'm looking at a commentary from a, a particular individual or a preacher, and he, uh, he speaks about the fact that Jesus tells him not to, to tell anybody but to go to the priest first and to present the sacrifice after the priest declares him cleansed, right? And and the only thing I can see that this guy, this particular person that presents commentary says, he's already got so many people he cannot handle all that are with him right now that are coming because of his healings and because of his very, very different teaching with authority. And, uh, and he figures he's going to tell the people, but he's telling them, wait till after you see the priest. So I don't think he's telling him not to do it, but first go to the priest and then then you can tell the people. Of course, he doesn't do that. He immediately tells everybody. And uh, and, and the commentator here, the person that makes a comment on it, says that he wants the priest to see that he still follows the Old Testament law. Right. 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 And, and, and it was, and I, I was reading... As I mentioned earlier, I was reading last several months, last several weeks. I've read through Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers, and that was the deal. They, when they were cleared of leprosy, they had to go show themselves to the priest. The priest had to, and then they have to had to offer a sacrifice. The, yeah. the priest kind of functioned as the doctor, the judge, the priest. <laughs> he, he was kind of the end all, be all. Well, of all back trade. in that back in that society, though, yeah, the the your your church or your religious gathering that was your whole life and so and so and and back when I was uh, growing up we had a pastor whose wife passed away 
And he started dating a lady who was a widower in our church. Mm -hmm. And the elders basically ran that pastor off. They didn't like that. (laughs) They did not like that. And so he became essentially a leper. Mm-hmm. Just like how uh, back in the day, people were that were divorced and were mm-hmm. in the church. They, I mean, they were allowed to come to church, but they were treated like a leper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's the thing. I mean, that part of it, of of church for me has changed. Church, I mean, or or maybe it's just our church. It seems like it's more of a hospital for people that are, I don't want to say spiritually sick, but just need help. The, the, the good people don't, it's one of those people that need help. We need to be opening and accommodating. And Steve, Steve likes to point out a lot of times, we, our church does very good at this. There are a lot of churches that, that don't do that good at this, you know, because they they're too quick to condemn and too quick to jump on, and you know, it, it's we read a book back when Phil was here, and it was a study about churches, and I cannot remember the name of it, but it talked about this one woman who she was a single mom. And her comment was when she was being interviewed by the Barna Group, and as she was being interviewed by him, she said, I wish people cared as much that my 13-year-old son is having a hard time at school as they do about me being divorced and being here in the church. <laughs> you right. know, and, right. and it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and it was just it was something along those lines, and it was a quote from that book, and it just really struck me as something that our church does really well at, and I'm really happy about that, and I wish all churches would because <clears throat> there's a lot of hurt people in the world right now. There, there's a lot right. of people that are struggling to, you know, on the surface it looks all good. Well, we always try. Yeah, we, we always, we, we always, yeah, good. we always make it look good, and and that's and, and you know what, social media is make it is made it worse oh, yeah. because oh, all oh. all you see is the pictures of hey, look at what I'm eating tonight, look at what I'm drinking, look at where I'm at, watch me ski, look at this, and in the meantime, I'm out fixing somebody's house. Yeah, uh, you know, saying I'm about work, I'm about working, and I'm yeah, thinking, you know, hey, thanks for making me feel crappy. Well, well, and, you, know, you know, you really don't know what's going on inside. You know, the leprosy thing was a, an external thing. You can yes. see it. That's you can correct. identify it. Oh, you're a leper. Bam, banished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what about a person with cancer? All right. Sure. Uh, right. <clears throat> and not on chemo. Chemo will make you lose your hair. Radiation does not, from what I understand. Um, you know, I, I had a good friend over at one of my senior complexes. Um, she's a wonderful woman. Had a smile on her face every time you saw her. But that woman was so riddled. Full, I, I don't even know how many organs were torn up with cancer. But you had no idea. Because she put on that perfect front. Because she didn't want your sympathy. She didn't want to be cast out like a leper. Because right. if 
you know, she says, oh yeah, I'm stage four and like six different kinds of cancer. Oh, Kathy. Oh, I'm so... Let me pray for you. I'm so sorry for that. And she didn't want the sympathy. Which, in that day, they were scared of the leper. In today's society, you would just feel bad for them. Because they have something that you can't help fix. Right. You know? And so there's that whole aspect. You never know what's eating someone up. And there's so many times people just want to be treated normal. And, I, and I'll never forget it. When, when my dad, um, he, uh, he started losing, because uh, his nerve endings at the bottom of his spine uh, were contracting. And uh, so he lost strength in his legs. I mean, he was a farmer. And all of a sudden, he was in a wheelchair. But he, he got his car brought to the assisted living and people came and picked him up, and he was doing deals and selling corn and pigs <laughs> on the phone. But he, he and he—that's the thing about it. He did not want the sympathy. And as men, that's one of the—that's one of the things that we owe it to these people. To, I mean, yeah, of course you can acknowledge the infernment, but hey, they want to be treated. <clears throat> like you treat them. Do it. Many yeah. people do. Many people well. just want to cry. That's what you guys have talked about is an attitude. Right. And I think that's very important what you're saying. Many people <clears throat> want you to treat them as a human being, as something that's valuable and as who they are or they want to be. There are other people who cry wolf all the time or cry all the time about everything. And we all know those people. And what Kyle mentioned was, uh, you notice the leper in the story, he says, when he came to Jesus, he bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He was positive right off, unless unless he said a lot more than what we're seeing in the scripture. He was a very positive person. He says, I want to be healed. And you know, right. you can do it, Lord. Well, he had the healing, he had that, and he had the faith. He had the faith. Yeah, well, faith is very and, important. And the good. faith, I think, is what we all need to carry us forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and especially at men, when we are hurting, sick, ill, anything else, you know, that that hurts on the man part. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we all have egos. You know, whether they're, you know, elevated or inflated or whatever, you know, most of us are are just us. You know, I I don't want you to think me of, you know, a a Superman, because I'm not. Uh, I, but I don't want you to think of me of less than I am because I, I'm I am me, you know. I I think of several individuals uh, right off the top of my head. Jerry Cross, um, Jerry Cross, Vietnam veteran, uh, double pupper hotter, so he's been shot a couple of times. Dealt with uh, Agent Orange most of his life, and because of just bad circulation and diabetes, he had both legs amputated. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see Jerry, and he's just like your farmer guy. He's cutting up and, you know, giving you the, the business just as good as you can give it to him, and he's not allowing it to affect him. But it's still when you walk up and you look at a friend or whatever that is now different from what they were, mm-hmm. you still tend to look at them a little bit differently. 
And then secondly, um, Mark, he's a uh, Navy buddy of mine that uh, is coming on to work with me. And um, he lives over in Denver. And, uh, Denver guy, okay. And he just wasn't feeling good last week. You know, you know, call it the flu, whatever. It wasn't the flu, but he just wasn't feeling well. And uh, I was on Friday, and I texted him day, today to ask how he was doing. And I got back one from his wife, which is very rare. And he's been in the hospital two days. He can't remember squat. Just a quick onset, wow. you know, of amnesia if you will you know and so you know to me this whole day I've been thinking so how do I talk to Mark without letting that patronizing him uh, well yeah. not even that you know but it's now there's something different and you don't want to you need to acknowledge the difference but it's that fine line to not make the man feel diminished I guess is what I'm trying to say Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, go around the room and just get some final thoughts and takeaways from this uh, lesson. Uh, it's from Matthew, a leper and the touch of Jesus. And a, a takeaway from you, uh, Judge. All right. Uh, good lesson. I enjoyed what you guys talked about um, regarding the coronavirus in comparison to the leper and leprosy itself. Um, Folks, when I mentioned a while ago about uh, sometimes people cry a lot, don't take, please don't take that wrong. If you are in a bad way and you need help, don't be afraid to ask. You can ask in a manly way too. I honestly believe that. If I need help or something I believe I, would, I could call on Bill or I'd, I'd, I'd ask Robert or Kyle, I, I'd, I would do that. However, Attitude is a big part of our life, and, and as Christians, we should show a positive attitude if we can. That that's not to say you cover up anything like Kyle mentioned, or 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 you cover up to something to the point where it harms you physically. If you're ill and you have problems, folks, tell somebody, share it, say I'm man, and I just cannot do this today. I, I remember the first time I work out, folks, and I had. Uh, of bronchitis I got about oh three months ago and I, I tell you what I couldn't work out I find I like talk to myself and, and by the way uh, I think Joyce Meyer if any of you ever listen to her she says talk mm -hmm. to yourself I talked to myself I went in to work out I got on the uh, elliptical and ran about one minute and says I can't do this today and I had to wait about three weeks to start working out again Folks, don't be afraid. Talk to yourself, or if, like I said, if you, if you feel that you cannot do something, call a Christian man or call a friend. Don't hesitate to talk with somebody, and uh, above all, uh, keep smiling a lot when you can. And remember the angry person at work. How do you respond to him? Talk to him nicely. Blessed is the peacemaker, unless he needs punch in the face, which Bill would say. <laughs> All right. But it was. Uh, professor, your takeaway. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to say, you know, be take, take your standard, because I'm, I'm kind of the brazen, not that big a deal, it's media high, blah, blah, blah guy. T take sensible precautions for yourself. Do that. Let me start with Sanitizer that. Sanitizer on our table. Sanitizer is on our table. Yeah. Um, wash your hands. You know, if you, and, and in particular, if you are around someone who is like I, I have an 87 year old mom I have to go see 
So I'm trying to be a little extra cautious because of her. Because I don't. So take those. Um, beyond that, to our lesson, take time to see the invisible people that aren't there. The leper was invisible. People are invisible in our society. And our society, as Kyle kind of alluded to, tends to isolate people even more with social media. Yeah. And so as men, we're called to really reach out and minister to those that the world doesn't see. So take the time to do that. Excellent. Your takeaway, Kyle. You know, for the leper, the sheer joy. You walk up to Jesus and say, if you are willing, I'll accept your healing, Lord. And he says, I am willing. Reaches out his hand and touches him. And one minute you're a leper or whatever we've figured out that we haven't figured out what he had but the worst thing you can imagine or simple whatever but the sheer joy of what that person must have felt in that moment to look down and go it really happened that's it just that sheer wow. joy <coughs> bask in the moment I guess situations are like the weather they come and go. Mm-hmm. However you deem this, what we're going through right now, understand, good or bad, it will pass. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Uh, this is podcast number 144. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on, I, uh, we're on SoundCloud where we have everything archived. We're on iHeartRadio. We also have a website, which is a man-upspiritualoasis.com. And we have a Facebook page, which is at man-up. We want to encourage each and every one of you not only to join us every, every week, but if you're ever in the Sugarland or Houston area, come in and join us at Sugarland Baptist Church. But also, we want you to get involved in a local church and join an ABF or a small group, Adult Bible Fellowship, where you can discuss lessons and bring them up to date, like us, like we do here. And why local? So you'll go, and you'll go on a regular basis and find a men's group. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.